Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television and weight loss. <laughs> That's right. We have a new journey. Also, might not talk about reality television at all today. We have not watched any of the reunions of the Salt Lake City uh, Real Housewives. Uh, and uh, that's because Ashley has said she kind of wants to watch them all in a row. I want to binge them. So we did not watch the uh, first installment. But I'm okay with binging them because there's a lot uh, a lot going on. Folks, are you our Patreon uh, subscribers yet? No? Oh, God. Well, you should get over there. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash reality blows five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. Uh, this week, most likely, will be our first of the February installments, folks. So uh, get over there. Check out what we're talking about behind the paywall. Also, five stars on the Apple Podcast app is what we're asking you to do. Rate us. Review us. Say something nice. It'll make our day. Thank you so much. Nick, you said you didn't have any reality television to discuss, but you did make a very bold statement two nights ago. Yeah. Once again, we watch reality television every single night. Don't talk about it on a reality <laughs> television podcast. It, it Something has gone wrong. Something has gone wrong. It's and true, I, because we started this podcast, and you can tell me if I'm incorrect here, but you started this podcast as like a trick to get me to watch reality television with you. No, I wanted, I got you to watch reality television with me and then decided, hey, we should start a podcast about this. But when we started it, I only watched The Challenge, and you, you were like, I'll introduce you to a new show every week. Yeah. And that went off the rails. But <laughs> I did introduce you to a bunch of new shows, and we got introduced to some shows together like Big Brother. We are carving through season 19 of Big Brother. And what Ashley is uh, referring to... Nick's big statement. Uh, ...is that now that we are maybe three-quarters of the way through the season 19, I know I had made like last week or a couple, last couple of weeks, I made a uh, grandiose statement about how I am no longer a Josh fan and that uh, Josh is uh, a real asshole on Big Brother 19 and I can't even imagine uh, rooting for him ever again. Now that we're three quarters into the season of Big Brother 19, I'm like, ah, I kind of like Josh again. Nick's it pulling for Josh all of a sudden. First off, he was the one that turned the household, me and, and him and Lily, against Josh and now he's pulling back. You're a flip-flopper, babe. Well, where's do, your house loyalty? Do you not feel this way? I what I, this is how I feel. I didn't um, I didn't I haven't come back to Josh. I haven't come back to him fully. But every now and then he looks at the camera. He smiles a little bit. He says a dumb Josh fun thing. And I go, oh, there's the guy I know and love. Well, I, I see. Yeah, I but agree. I'm not back. But I'm not back. But see, he's just surrounded by poisonous people. And I feel like they sort of amped him up more than we're seeing on the television show. Like, if you were to watch the live feeds, you would have well, seen Well, tell them happen. what happened. You what? started listening to... Oh, so now yeah. I'm like, I'm retroactively uh, listening to, like, recaps of this season. You yeah, know? and you're and, listening... And the, and the recaps of people watching the season as it's happening, who are watching the feeds, and they are all basically like, honestly, Josh is the best person in the house. At least he's entertaining. At least he's playing a game in some way. But also... He doesn't attack people for personal reasons, for the most part, although he has. Uh, he's attacking people on game reasons, and then when he gets into a fight with somebody, he tends to go and apologize and say, no hard feelings, this is just the game, you know, this is just the game. And seeing three quarters of the season so far, I have to agree with these people. It's just like everybody else on this show, I'd love to slap. I just want to slap them. 
Josh, I just don't want to slap because he does seem like he's taking the piss out of this show in a way. Mm. And he also does seem like he is a super fan who has decided that he's going to be entertaining television. I can't get mad at that as much as I want to get mad at that. I will say that it's the pots and pans the activities that happened in the very beginning of this season. And if you've seen this, uh, if you're a Big Brother fan and if you've seen uh, Big Brother 19, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, just, Josh, Josh but, walking around singing the circus theme song yeah. and, and, and slamming pots and pans together by torturing a few of the other people who are on the opposite end of the house. That has, that made me want to rip this guy's face off. It was so infuriating to watch. It has stopped. I believe production talked to them. I believe, uh, Josh has gone behind the scenes or at least not on the television show that we're watching on the live feeds and said like, listen, I'm sorry for that type of shit. I'm not going to play the game anymore. So now, a remorseful Josh, and also I'm like, wait a minute, I know who wins the season, I'm seeing how he's doing it, and I'm going, oh, maybe I shouldn't be this hard on Josh. But really, like that can all be summed up by the fact that the edit we were getting of Josh on the show was super aggressive and obnoxious and, and a bully. He was a bully Toxic. on the show. Toxic, bully, bully. But now that you're getting this behind the scenes peek, because you're listening to recaps of the live feed. So you are finding out like how Josh is behaving, you know, completely on his own without a producer making a super cut. And that has brought you back to liking Josh. Right. And the people I want to strangle now are Paul and Christmas and Alex in this house. I yeah. just hate them. Yeah. Um, Listen, we hate the show. We hate the season. Yeah. Every night we look at each other and we go, should we watch an episode of Big Brother? Because we got to get through it. Should we watch an episode of Big Brother? We got to get through it. And all I want to do is watch Survivor and that's it. Yeah. And it's just like I got to watch this Big Brother all of a sudden. I haven't even seen WandaVision yet. And that's the show everyone's talking about. I do want to watch WandaVision. I'm loving... I can't believe we're doing the reality television part up top. We're just really switching things up. We're just talking shit. But I want to say that I'm watching Love Island season five on Mm -hmm. my own. You are. And I'm freaking loving it. You love this. Mm -hmm. Love it. You guys remember I was watching season four and I fell off. I thought I'd never like it again. I didn't even see the end of season four. I, I, I had like three more episodes left. And I was like, I don't care who wins. I still don't know. I don't care what happens here at the end. I'm jumping ship. And I went straight over to season five. I've been loving every second of it. I just don't have time for anything other than. So this is funny. I, I, I know I stopped talking mid-sentence, but I'm just going to use this to express myself instead. This this anecdote. My father, Steve. What up, Steve? My daddy listen. Hey, Steve. Um, he texted me and he was like, have you seen this? He always kind of sends me something like uh, like he shares like a thing from like HBO Max. And it's like a movie, a new movie that like. I usually never heard of your dad shares with you like things he's watched. Like my mom shares with me inspirational quotes. She's found that right, day. Right. That hey day. mom. Hey Lisa. So, uh, what up Lisa? So, um, you know, I would say once, uh, twice or twice a week, I'll get a recommendation from my dad in particular and other people recommend me stuff, but I would say that he's the most, and it's always a movie that it's like, oh, yeah, I heard of that. Or a show or like, oh, yeah, I heard that's good. And I've never seen it and I won't ever watch it. And it's <laughs> and it's not anything against him or the stuff. I had to break it down to him yesterday. I go, Dad, I haven't. Um, he asked me, like, there's this movie on HBO Max about a, um, a couple who talked about having it's a documentary. And I guess this is like kind of like a bigger it's made some sort Wait, of headlines. Wait, the couple talked about having what? Uh, uh an open relationship and they documented oh. it. And uh they 
document the open relationship, something. It's documentary and it's made some waves. And I like documentaries and maybe I'll watch it one day. But he asked me if I've seen it and I go, I go, Dad, I haven't even seen Breaking Bad. I was like, I have not seen this documentary about this couple on HBO Max. And then he's like, what? Breaking Bad? You got to see Breaking Bad. I go, I only have room. I go, I only watch, I said, I only watch pro wrestling, The Real Housewives, and uh, I forgot what the, the third, challenge. The third, no, the third one was Survivor, something else. Big Brother. No, it wasn't a reality show. I can't really remember. Let's see. I'll, I'll pull the quote for it right now because it was really look up like, the quote while I while I tell you something. My friends, um, like my little girl, my my lady text thread. They're always recommending shows to me. You know, like I was like, oh, did you watch this? Did you watch that? There, there's so much back and forth. They're all watching the same shows, and I had to just tell them. I, I said, I said, guys, I don't watch scripted television. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. People, people are baffled by this. This is what this is how a conver- conversation went. He goes, "There's no I in threesome," uh, and then I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "Did you see this? It's on HBO Max." I go, "LOL, no, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, so this can probably wait a bit." And he goes, "I stumbled upon it. Uh, it's good." And he goes, "Breaking Bad." Where the hell have you been? One of the greatest shows ever. I go, I only watch Disney movies, Real Housewives, and pro wrestling. No room for anything else. And then he, he just wrote OMG, and then that was the end of the conversation. But That is true, it though. It is true. At, at the moment, it's true. I used Real Housewives as as kind of the catch-all for the reality that we watch. Because really, if I'm, being, if I'm being truthful, it's Big Brother. Like That's what's taking up my life right now. Yeah. At night, it's like you can't do anything until you watch our one allotted episode but of Big Real Brother. But Real Housewives because- is like shorthand for all reality television right. and there was a time where that was the number one deal and i might watch uh new jersey um when it comes out this week or whatever but, but that is true you do watch a lot of those three categories and so, we yeah go ahead no go ahead i will finish your thing because i thought you were going to end your conversation because i want to keep talking about this but keep saying what you were saying oh i was just going to say we've been doing like a disney movie night right let's talk about the disney movie night in a second because that's like a, a a way we can get off of this sort of topic onto like stuff that we actually did um so have you ever gotten into like a I'm sorry I'm hearing crackling in my ears so okay. I thought it was your phone no if it's you're on hearing, if, if it, it seems like Ashley and I are like there's something <laughs> happening behind the scenes is because I have headphones in and I can hear crackling which means there's some sort of static from something that's uh, causing static on the on the thing and I'm not gonna edit this you're just gonna have to deal with it because we're already cranking this thing out at the crack <laughs> at noon on Monday we're having a really this is a really tough day I'm pretty sure Mercury is in retrograde something's going on <laughs> Technology is failing a, us. I've had a tenth of a coffee this morning. Also, I bought all these sta- this stands for these microphones, and we're on this couch just holding the microphones <laughs> in our hands like big fat losers. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. But so, uh, Ash, um, have you ever gotten it like when you you, you kind of have like a uh, uh, something you like, like a, you start to become a fan of some sort of genre of something, right? Um, and then like your eyes get open to like a place where like you could obsess over that. I know this is a tough way. I'm trying to get you to tell me something so I can. Are you talking you- about how I feel about podcast the ride where they Go got ahead, explain podcast the ride is a podcast. It's so great. I don't know if you guys listen, but basically every episode is devoted to a specific attraction or ride either mainly at Disney properties, but other theme parks are um, brought in there as well. And when I first discovered that podcast, I listened to it nonstop. Is that what you're talking about? Like it's like something completely dedicated to the minutia yeah, of it's something. Just, it's, that's very close to okay. what I'm saying. So, okay. So, you know, as I, as I've mentioned before, I like wrestling here. So there is, um, the, there's a new show, a new big wrestling program that's 
been out for about a year, right? And it's on TNT. It's called AEW. AEW is kind of where like the younger uh, people who have been on the independent wrestling scene for years making waves and making a living finally... There's a competitor to the WWE, and they've they're on television each week, and it's great, right? So I, I've been kind of getting into wrestling a little bit more than I even have been because when you get actually a product, like I've been force-feeding myself like a bad wrestling program every week because it's the only thing that's on TV, episodic, for me to watch. Now that there's a competitor and it's really good, it's made my love of the thing validated. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, God, it's like now I'm watching this show and it's like all the storylines are paying off and like all the things that people complain about on the internet that the WWE never does, which is like, well, they don't have to because there's no competitors, so why should they even try? They're just like a big corporation publicly traded now. So it's like they're not even, they don't care about us, the consumer. So um, now that there is a thing that does that. So the, there is a streaming service called IWTV, and it's independent wrestling TV. And it's just like Netflix, mm. but it's for all of these little indies throughout the past 15 years. Indies are independently produced right. shows? Independently produced wrestling promotions. And we I took you to one or two. You in, guys, in I got to tell you, it was... It was so much fun. Nick was like, I'm going to, we only went to one and there was that guy who jumped off the um, second floor. Yeah, what was his name? A.R. Fox did that. But yeah, that it was, uh, we went to see an Evolve show, an it was Evolve so Dragon fun. Gate show, which is honestly one of the, like, you got to see Dragon Gate USA, which does not exist anymore. The people that you saw on that show are huge superstars now on television, but you, you know. I gotta say, I never enjoyed watching wrestling on television. I will never watch it. It doesn't get me. I tried. I, I want to like it, because the idea that it's these characters and fantasy and these sort of dramatic interpersonal relationships, uh, it feels like it should be up my alley, but it is in fact not. But when we saw that live show, they put on such a performance. You're seeing like a, like a dangerous gymnastics act. It was so entertaining. It's, I mean, they're doing I, crazy stuff. I loved it. So that type of show, yeah. that is a, a promotion that ran and still runs Evolve in New York City and all these places. But like that level of show, there is 10,000 of those on this uh, IWTV streaming wow. service. this is bad news for you. And what's great about it is like you think of a guy and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder how many, um, you know, let's just say uh, Ricochet, which is one of the guys who is like I saw him stuff, right? Yeah. You go, hmm. If I go into the streaming service that I pay nine ninety nine a month just to watch or whatever seven ninety nine, and then I go into the search engine, it's more and, expensive than Disney Plus. And then I write Ricochet, they need it more. <laughs> and then I write when I write Ricochet, then every wrestling show that has been uploaded on there in chronological order that he's premiered on or that he wrestled on shows up. Mm. And then I go, wow, like there's stuff dating back to two thousand and six here. And it's like, hmm, I can now watch pretty much Ricochet's whole independent career as like in like chronological order. And you know how obsessive I am about sort of being a completionist in the stuff that I obsess over. So, you know, it's Ricochet times, you know, a hundred of guys who I'm like, just like, I wonder if necro butcher is on here and then he's just like an old school like hardcore deathmatch guy who's just like i don't even like his matches but i'm like i wonder if they have like a really early and then you're like oh, there's a hundred matches i could watch of his it's it's like something where it's like i need to like part myself from it baby you need to go on more walks 
You really do. You and need do what? to go on some walks. What am I doing on those walks? Not watching wrestling. Look around at the world you live in. No, because then I just, I realize that I'm addicted to media. And you that, are. That is but, a big, I mean, everyone is. I know, but I think I am in particular addicted to media because when I'm going on a walk, then I'm listening to a podcast and then I, I'll listen to podcast the ride or I'll listen to a news podcast or I'll listen to a wrestling podcast or I'll listen to something that talks about reality television. And it's like there's never a time for me to just like relax. Ain't it a shame? Well, early in this year or I guess early in 2020 when we first moved here, I bought myself or you bought me a Kindle. Yeah. Like a paperweight. Yes. Or paper white. Not a weight. Paper it's, white. It's a paper weight now because I don't <laughs> use it as much as I did. But then I got myself a New York Times subscription. And in the morning, I would wake up, make coffee before other people got up. And I would read like the like the top three or four articles, which would take me like, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get wow. through them. I forgot about this phase. And then I'd go and do my day. Yeah. So like you were least... much more chill, by the way, <laughs> when you were having like some reading time in the morning. And then, uh, you know, and then like I had a book going. So then we'd go to the beach and I'm like, oh, I guess I'd go to the beach and read a little bit of that book. Or I'd sit out on the porch over here and I'd read some of my book. And I I read uh, a couple of books. I, I read um, George Saunders book, which was really awesome awesome of short stories and i'm like i love him i need to read all the george saunders books you know i get i get into my like obsessive completion where i'm like okay that was the book that got yeah. me in it's like what's remember his first when, book okay gotta go back three books remember Let's do when it. you got really into stephen king right that stephen was fun. king it's like so there are times when i was reading um you know we gotta I, start reading again <laughs> i think it might be the way out of mm -hmm. the hole i'm in because Telling my dad yesterday I have no time to watch a movie because like and I'm not even trying to be shitty or like flippant or mean or like I'm not even exaggerating. I do not have it does not seem like I have the time in the day to go ahead and start a new scripted series. No, or life a, or is too busy and somehow no one's getting paid for anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm so busy all should, the time. Should I be getting paid to watch uh, I feel like we should wrestling? be getting paid. Our days are full. Ah, and then it moves into Japanese wrestling. It's just never ending. But um, listen, so, yeah. I'm happier when I'm reading a book and I haven't been reading either. So let's I hear just you start listening reading. To books. I listen to books because I'm listening to a book right now on independent wrestling. Isn't that sad? That it. Well, no, babe, you got interest. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness something in life excites you. You know, there are people out there who are not excited. Let's by anything. talk about. Can you go? Let's go over with me because you through my the years that you've known me, I've had I've I go through ebbs and flows of the things that I just fill my brain with. Yeah. So what? What do you, what is the my favorite phase? Tell me the I want to hear a favorite phase, a least favorite phase. I'd also like to hear the time when you realized like, oh, this guy does this type of thing. Like, what was that before it was just accepted hmm. in our relationship that I'm like, no, like Nickel just watch YouTube for three hours. He doesn't need a real TV. I mean, I think the the big thing, and we've discussed it on the pod before, was when we first started dating, and you sort of revealed to me how into bad girls club you were yeah and i remember legitimately being like "Ooh, this might be a red flag You're bad girls club was kind of a um uh a gateway drug to the amount of reality tv that i watched well today. i watched it to, to see what you were about yeah. and then i loved it and i was like oh yeah. this is great honestly if we watched bad girls club now like the good seasons yeah you we would love them they're well, really good it's it's like uh it's one of those things where it's like people don't realize like there was like three or four seasons that were like would rival any type of show like that you got me to watch a season because you were like no you gotta like try it out 
And I was going somewhere to perform out of state. And so I was taking the mega bus and I watched like four episodes in a row. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. Was this the Natalie Nunn season? Yes. So yeah, those are, that's like season six or seven. Yeah. It's like so good. I, I, I feel like I, sh- I need to rewatch it. It's so good. But So that's my answer to your first question. Okay. My answer to your second question, my favorite phase of yours that has been the most beneficial or interesting to me was your like independent comic book phase where you got really into comics. Right. Where I was reading comics like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I obsessed over that when I was reading like all these like image comic books and I got you in a saga. You got me in very much into saga. And yeah. then I also really like the one with the witch meg Morgan. oh yeah that's uh that's not really a comic book that would be like independent comics but um so meg, I, meg Morgan owl yeah you know. meg Morgan owl and um yeah i really like that and I've, i still want to read the one about the like what the animals the dogs that talk to each other beasts of burden I yes it's called. that yeah that is um Great. Yeah, when we were watching, well, and this can kind of get us into that, but when we were watching Aristocats the other night, I was thinking like, God, Beasts of Burden is so much more entertaining than Aristocats is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and read more Beasts of Burden. Then your third question, the phase that I, I find the most, that I dislike the most, I think would have to be when you go into like en- encyclopedic knowledge essay about DC hardcore. <laughs> that's your, that's the one you like the least? I think so. Yeah. Because it's, it's not, always just all, kind of don't, like don't even try don't even <laughs> you're just saying that because that's what I did to you yesterday but like but it's, it's not about DC hardcore per se that's just the example you're using but you're talking when I talk at you about like a music genre or something like that yeah when you talk at me about a music genre but specifically music genres because when you are talking at me about wrestling or something I'm into it because there's a story I like listening to you tell me about wrestling more than I like watching it you know what I mean and I have questions you know it's like a soap opera right um so I like that and then when you talk about comic books I like that and the books you're reading I like that you don't like when I'm talking about music it's too dry it's just facts. It's You're just like, and then this guy was in this band, and then in 1989 this happened, and then this guy is here. You don't here. like when I'm like, well, that's the invention of emo, and uh, here's the first back rap, backpack rapper. I mean, you, sh- yeah, I guess, yeah, that's you just interesting. Don't like that. You don't like the history of emo, and you're like, if you ask any emo kid what the- they would say, it would be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like speaking for emo kids, like in the car in 2021. Yeah. What was yeah. that record you you told me the oh, other day? Well, I was talking about American football. Yeah, American and, football. And I, was t- I was trying to describe that they invented something called Midwest emo. But if you were to ask anybody, this is the quintessential emo. But then there's also that the um the 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 what is it copy pasta do you know what copy pasta is babe this is not you don't know this isn't about music you know what copy no, pasta uh-uh. is? it's like a reddit thing it's um you know what creepy pasta is yes they were early internet days so well no it still happens oh. Cre- creepy pasta is like people who write um scary stories on like yes. a reddit there's like a it's reddit terrifying. called creepy pasta it is it's like really great short story fiction yeah but a lot of it is written like it's not fake you know yeah um, and uh copy pasta is like it's just like a meme basically where like it's it's you know what shit posting is Mm-mm-mm. so this is a little tutorial on people who are on the internet shit posting is when people like basically it's like a, a newer version of what you would be like spamming the chat or like 
you you're in a in a thread. It's usually like usually like a uh, like a Reddit thread or any sort of message board thread, and then somebody just writes something that's like a cliched thing. Yeah, but it's really just trolling. You're yes. just trying to get people to downvote you and go, "What the fuck? This guy's an asshole." Yeah. Um. So, uh, copy pasta is a form of shit posting, and there's an emo copy pasta. Which is called real? It's the real emo meme, basically, and it's just taken oh, off you've of, told me about it's this. It's just taken off of like one guy's rant on like a YouTube comment or something where they were having a debate about what emo is, and somebody tried to say like some band was emo, and this guy went on this rant, which is like the biggest nerd rant about what real emo is, and real emo is emotional hardcore, and it's just like you could tell like this guy is just way too into this, and people shit post with that when anybody goes off of like any tangent on a message board if you're on like a certain message board somebody will post the real emo thing yeah it's kind of like posting um Wow and Snooki's letter to um sammy sweetheart you know last night when you left da, da, da. like i see that on reddit posts sometimes or some people that have just, nothing to do it with has nothing them, to do with it, it it's just a rant up like their thought process of yeah. like how they feel they're it's like their comment on what they're seeing here it's yes. just like this is reminding me of the emo uh, copy pasta yeah i will i but i tend to launch into this real emo uh copy pasta yeah that's you I, you're <laughs> I that guy of it. but when somebody says something i turn into that guy it's very easy to start correcting people and you don't know enough about this to say what you say about this and um it's it's sad to know that you don't like my um that you really don't like my uh my ranting about music hey now hey now i said i, I didn't say i didn't really you like it you. you said which was my least favorite Okay. So there you go. Okay, now do me. Yeah, that's right. What are my phases have you gotten into? I haven't gotten in any of your phases. You got into my sticker phase. Oh, yeah, I like the sticker phase that you had. Yes. You got into that. I like that. You got into like my pen and paper, my journal, you know, getting really into that. Journaling, I tried for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's your least favorite? What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? They're less defined with you, though. Mm, Do you that's know what I fair. Mean? Well, I got into Disney. I guess mine's more like the the world instead of like but um, i think that what you do is a little bit more healthy because you just find stuff you like and then you like let it inform your life in a way and if you were like to let journaling inform your life it's like a nice thing where you mm -hmm. can like hey i could watch you know yeah i'm watching blogs like about how people journal and that was stuff that you were doing for a while like watching people like rate and review like notebooks and yeah and just show off the way that they they journal and right and, and the tools that they use and it's like oh i want to get some of this stuff because i'm doing this like it's a little easier to be like, this is something that I'm really into. Like when I'm just like, yeah, I just like to watch people fight on the internet. Like it doesn't inform my life in any healthy way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ashley's pointing at me. We have to take a break. And we are bathroom back folks. All right. So I'm done talking about uh, my obsessions at Ashley. I think it's time that we talk about stuff that we did together recently and we've been on this kick on fridays where we are watching disney movies like uh, forgotten classics as I old school them. old school disney movies before like the major 90s princess era so basically we watched robin hood we talked about that here and we decided to watch on friday a little movie called aristocats i i had watched it as a kid did not remember what it was about did not remember if I liked it. I knew there was a song in there that I enjoyed. 
Um, but kind of curious as to why it's not like top canon when it comes to Disney. And I was just like, well, what? let's let's revisit. And then, Nick, what did you think? I don't I, I remember watching the movie as a kid. Like, I do remember some of the scenes, but not it's really. not a movie that sticks with you. No. And I feel like uh, we didn't have the clamshell of Aristocats. Right. Like we didn't have the uh, old VHS of that. And so if we didn't have the old VHS of it, I, you know, you don't see these movies ever. They, they put them in vaults and shit. So <laughs> yeah, until no now, until Disney Plus. So I really don't recall the movie and I didn't recall it that much. Some of the songs I kind of remembered, some of the characters I kind of remembered, the voices I definitely remembered because they, there were voices that from other Disney movies and other, you know, movies at all. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any really preconceived notions except like, oh, I want to watch this and I hope it's good. You, you make a good point. It's not a movie that you see replayed often. It's not like you're flipping through the channels because I feel like the Disney channel. Well, now we have the app. We have Disney Plus. But there was a chance you were going to see The Little Mermaid, right? You know, there's no I chance you're going to see Aristocats. I, can't, I, I don't really know how it works, but I know that they put these movies in some sort of a vault. <laughs> they lock it up. They throw away it's the key. It's true. They call it the vault. And so when they re-release movies on DVD, they go, opening the Disney vault for the first time in 50 years, Pinocchio on Blu-ray, you know. I remember when I was in seventh grade, there was this laundromat that my mom and I used to go to. And they also sold like little jewelry that the kid made, that they, they had a kid. It was owned by a family. And and then they also had this 101 Dalmatians clamshell VHS for sale for like $100 because it had been announced that it was going in the vault. So there was a scramble to get that movie because it would never be re-released again. And here we are, you know, present day. Present day. Um, so, you can watch it anywhere. Well, yeah, as long as you have that $7.99 a month, folks. So uh, we did. We watched Aristocats, and uh, I will say that uh, maybe the reason that it isn't as heralded as uh it could be is because it is boring it's bad it is not good right it's a boring movie because isn't that more specific than bad like why is it bad i think it's it's because it's boring i think it's because it's poorly written and i think that's why it's boring like it's it's catering to sort of like this very juvenile slapstick humor that's the extent of the comedy nuance it's just people falling down nonstop. but it's also like about this old lady and her cats you know there's not like a there's not a super compelling figure that you're rooting for i guess you want the rich cat to get back to the old lady yeah the family of cats and the kid cats yeah i guess that's you know you're invested in that but it's just not the same and then there's the butler that tries to murder these (laughs) cats over and over again and which that's kind of interesting i guess but it's not really that funny, and uh, the lead uh, male cat, the Tomcat, uh, is played by the guy who plays Baloo. Now, that's the most interesting part of the movie, is guessing Who's who voices. the voice actor is. The voices were incredible. So there's uh, the Tomcat. I forgot what his name was in the movie. Do you remember? Um, Something O'Malley. Yeah, O'Malley, right. Uh, he's the guy who plays Baloo. Um, he also played the uh, Little John and I, Robin Hood. I think so. Yeah, Little John and Robin Hood. And yep. that was interesting about having just watched Robin Hood last week is that the so many of the actors, clearly Disney was drawing on a, a small pool of voice actors for their movies because so many characters overlapped. But you know what? Well, we, I think b- these movies came out back to back. I think one of them came out in that 70 and the other one came out in 71. Because it was all the same, same actors, right. except for with one notable addition the mouse so there was a mouse called roquefort 
Yeah, um, Roquefort, like the cheese. Like the cheese. And uh, I was like, I know this guy's voice. Yeah, Nick and was like, what, ah, I know this person from somewhere. And we had to start looking it up. And he's the man who voices Winnie the Pooh. And he's doing a Winnie the Pooh voice. And then there's a man who plays a racist character mm-hmm. in this movie. Because this this is one of the Disney movies where every so often you get these Disney movies on Disney Plus that have these like title cards or these uh, warning cards. A disclaimer. Cards, a disclaimer that says, uh, you know, depictions are not good for the people that they're depicting and blah 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 and this was made at the time and we do not stand behind it but here's the movie uh, for posterity's sake and then so uh this one is because there is uh you know the the jazz cats like that are like uh, all the cool cat jazz band which is mm-hmm. actually the best part of the movie right I it mean, is the best part it's yeah. really fun and and uh scatman and crothers plays catman crothers and in that it. song the song that they sing yeah, you the know song? it's like a uh, cat's the only cat that knows where it's at yeah. it's very catchy it's a good song so it's it's the best part but the i guess the drummer or the piano player is some sort of a siamese cat of course and it's like very uh stereotypical depictions of an asian person yeah um, i mean really bad unfortunate too. it's unfortunate but um the guy who plays that i wish i could remember his name um he played tigger he did oh. the voice of tigger for many many years so That's and this cool. is before Winnie the Pooh um I think I believe this is a I think few you're years right before so you get you get uh Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in the same movie it happens to be Aristocat so that sort of stuff is fun um there was a couple of sequences in the movie that seemed kind of fun uh we watched a little featurette afterwards I mean the best one of the best parts in my opinion of the Disney Plus app is that uh you know these movies you can access some special features on the app streaming which is Something that I've never seen before in any of these streaming services. I really wish Netflix would include like commentary tracks and stuff. Yeah, like because that. the Blu-ray editions of the movies Netflix is showing has those. Sure, so why and, not? and they just maybe don't have them leased, and because Disney own it's Disney yeah, and it's they Disney own property. All of the other parts of it, you know, that's probably what it is. But it's it's very cool. Nick is right. Like it, that is the best part of the app. It is great, and then afterwards we got to see the uh, the two gentlemen who wrote the Aristocats song, and they talk about how they wrote the song. And, um, you know, apparently they wrote a, most of those songs back then around that era of Disney. And uh, there's a documentary on these two gentlemen on the Disney Plus app that I can't wait to watch. OK, Nick, here's how I'm feeling. OK, so we've kind of made this agreement. It's loose, but we I, I'm pretty sure we shook on it. That we were going to go through Disney movies every Friday night. Is that true? That's our plan yeah, for the I next couple so. of months. I think so. I will say Aristocats made me question that. Really? You don't think? But the, here's the thing. They're 80 minutes like, long. What if we just do Friday movie nights? It doesn't have to be Disney. But it's 80 minutes. It's not It's I not know, that much of but a... But you want to watch The Fox and the Hound next. No, I want to watch Oliver and Company next with Bette Midler and Billy Joel. Okay, that sounds cool. So I see, that I mean, does sound cool. You know, I don't want to con- continue on the obscure one. So because after we watched Aristocats, I was like, oh, let's check out some of the, one of these documentaries, and we found one called what is it called? From uh, oh, uh, Waking Sleep- Waking Sleeping Beauty. Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is a documentary on Disney Plus, and this uh, documentary was about the time period in which Jeffrey Katzenberg joined up with and uh, became the person running the Disney animation department and the movies. And uh, even though there was like a tumultuous, uh, you know, relationship between, um, you know, uh, the people running Disney and Katzenberg and blah, blah, blah. It just so happened that that time period ushered in like all of the the new classics or the newer classics of Disney. Basically, there was a time period. I'm sure you can remember 
70s, early 80s Disney movies sucked. We're talking The Black Cauldron. We're talking Oliver and Company, which, you know. No, that you're wrong. Oliver and Company was the first one that did really well in this next Okay, era. what was the one after The Black Cauldron? The the Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective. So there was an era of bad, there was an era of Disney flops. And everyone was like, is the animation department over? And then they had the Little Mermaid era, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. And so it revitalized Disney's animation department. So that's what this documentary was about. And it was okay. I liked it. Well, it was poorly produced. See, it, the weird part about the documentary was it seemed like it was going to be like, a, and this is the new heyday of the, but it never really took the point of view of like, this was great for the company. It was it always was sad. like, the company was doing not poorly, the company was doing poorly and, 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 uh, and, in in everybody the, hated each other. Everybody hated each other. There was a lot of regime changes. Um, and then all of a sudden, they had a bunch of hits where they were nominated for Oscars and they were like back, but it only lasted till about from 1985 to 1995. And uh, honestly, the last movie that was the huge hit uh, in, the, in the regular Disney animation, which was The Lion King, like when they got to The Lion King, even though it was the biggest hit out of all of them, like the way that they framed it was like, yeah, and that was the end. And everybody yeah. was sad when it happened because no one liked each other and yada, yada, And it was yada. clear that everyone was going separate ways because normally you'd be like yeah and the that brought and disney then? disney back uh on its feet and 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 for the next 15 years pixar destroyed at the box office like they mentioned toy story which comes out in 1995 but it was just like not in any way that it was like oh toy story rules and it was literally a footnote it was like and at the at the same time some people were working on toy story yeah, it was it like happened a to be pixar who did that and everybody's like oh they're gonna talk about pixar a little bit nope now uh, as talking to you about this right now this move uh, it's kind of occurring to me what might have happened there because this seems to be it was it's on the disney plus app so you know they either made it or somebody made it and i don't know but i I think it was made a few years ago, and there was a time in which Pixar was trying to get away from Disney. They wanted to become their own company, mm. um, and that might have been during this time that this movie was made, and so maybe they weren't harping on Pixar like being great for Disney, because at the time, oh. it was like they were going to leave Disney and become You're its own thing. And company that, interests might have affected... Right, the story there, because I think now, if you were to... It, they settled their deals and are like, I think, uh, you know, probably have some sort of ownership over what they do but they are still very much now ingratiated in disney and disney has doubled down on the movies that they put out with them so it's like um I i'm sure if this was made today it would be like pixar is the best and that's what we were leading to and blah 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 but in that time frame when it was made i don't know if they thought that way i also you know i also think it was just made by someone who was a little bitter like those were his home movies right I don't even know who made this movie. So they focus <laughs> on like the animators for like eight seconds in the beginning. And it makes you feel like this is going to be like these young college kids who yeah. came out and revitalized the company in the 80s. Listen, you know what? Creative juices were flowing over at the... It wasn't that at all. It was just these sad guys who were like, were overworked. And then it's just like, yeah, we put out like, you know, Little Mermaid and Aladdin and everybody loves it. And, and uh, yeah, they're like, we had a meeting to talk about life in the offices, culture, you know, work culture, and everyone and cried and everybody said they hated missed their family. Jeffrey Katzenberg didn't understand animation, but 
it didn't stop the animators from hating Jeffrey Katzenberg. It was like both sides were evil and not evil, but I guess both we sides didn't were upset. Like this. It well, sounds like we didn't like it. We took one thing from it, right, Ash? We did. We took one huge thing from it. There was a man who was responsible basically for ushering in this just delight of um, hits after one after another. And it's because he came from making Broadway musicals. He worked on the little shop of horrors on Broadway, put together all of the songs, put together, you know, really the story. If you're making a musical and you're creating, making the music, you're driving the plot. Yeah. And then so his name was Howard Ashman, Howard Ashman. That's right. And he, his first one was the little mermaid and they introduced yeah. this guy and he's just, phenomenal he's so charismatic he's so interesting to watch and how he went in there and he was like the um you know ariel's sidekick which is a lobster was supposed to be like an uptight british guy and you see footage of the, uh what was his name howard ashman howard ashman you see footage of the pitch meeting where he's like okay instead of like this british crab what about it's a lobster and we make him jamaican and everybody's like huh and then he lays out the whole like. And there's um, footage of him laying out uh, under the sea. Under the sea, L- like, yeah. In like a little auditorium with like a whole bunch of like the animators being there, basically like pitching to pitching it to the animators. But you know, and this guy had just failed on Broadway. But well, he, they said he failed on Broadway, but I didn't understand how that's possible if he had just come off the Little, little Shop. Little Shop was off Broadway. Was not oh. a Broadway show, so that was off Broadway. He probably had a huge hit in Little Shop, and they were like, "Come do Broadway," and he and his like partner, who what like did piano, like his writing partner, um, they had some Broadway show that didn't do well, and then so they brought him in to start doing some of these Disney songs and the first movie happened to be Little Mermaid and that just happens to coincide when all of these um, movies started to become huge hits again in the box office and it, it you know if you look back at these movies like you well, know, let's say the ones he did, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and, and Aladdin. Aladdin. And then he dies. He passes away, which is like a really horrible thing. He was yeah. HIV positive. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just interesting to me, and I had talked about this with, with Ash while we were watching this portion of it. By the way, there is a documentary on the Disney Plus app called Howard. Yeah, we can't which, wait to watch that. Which is just that. about this guy, and I'm like, oh, great. So this was worth watching this documentary just to find out about this. But as we were um, watching it, I, you know, I looked at Ashley, or maybe we were in the car yesterday, and I was like, isn't it crazy that, like, Under the Sea and, like, you know, uh, A Whole New World was, like, uh, uh, written in a Lower East Side apartment? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love Or it. Greenwich Village. Like, he lived in, the Gre- in Greenwich Village, and the idea that he had, like, you know, everybody piled into his place at one point when he kind of just put on these, like you know, low level cabaret style versions of these movies that are, are these songs that are the most iconic songs. A hundred percent. A whole and new world. Come on. Maybe like there's a couple of songs that rival it. Like, you know, Elton John's, you know, circle um, of life, circle of life. Like that could probably be right up there, but please like, you know, magic carpet ride, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and all these fucking songs. This guy who's just kind of like a New York Broadway guy came up with it. And it, it in my mind, those movies are created in some Disney compound in California right. somewhere with like a million people. And it's not just like some songwriter coming off of like off Broadway, New York. Um, yeah, it adds like a sense of sort of New York artistry to it where you feel. It does make it feel cooler. It and feels more, cooler. And, and you know, when he's kind of he's you see him coaching the actresses and actors who are singing these songs during the recording. And to me, it's really cool because like. You know, like uh, 
there is a sense of these songs of like if you were like in New York cabaret and mm. like in like that sort of scene and you wanted to like kill it with like a really dramatic song where you can like belt out lyrics but also be like super emotional while you're singing it and get everybody these are kind of those songs that kind of feed into that and he's kind of explaining to one of the actresses who well, I guess play uh, Ariel in yeah. the thing or sing as Ariel or maybe she was the person who does the all of the voices she does Ariel but like talking to her and being like talking explaining like it's not like you're on stage just belting out a great tune it's like about being like dramatic and like almost like i don't know there's just something extra it's rooted in opera and it's bringing that like sense of drama and like there's so much drama the characters are so heightened it's opera it's it's fat it's fantastic and that's what the little mermaid is a hundred percent and I thought it was so cool where they were talking about how they knew they had uh, a hit on their hands with Beauty and the Beast that they showed the black and white version before it had been fully yeah, um, at like the New York Film Festival at the New York Film Festival because they were like we have to do an advanced an, showing of an this. unfinished Beauty and the Beast that got like a standing O standing ovation. So anyway, it was interesting to hear these parts of it and it made us want to watch this other documentary yeah. on this guy specifically. But okay, I'm back on. I'm back on to Friday Night Disney movies. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff in there that we got to watch. I mean, I mean, when was the last time you saw uh, Snow White? Mm. You should probably just watch Snow White at some point, right? We did do a rewatching of Sleeping Beauty. It was and great. It was so beautiful. Was great. That's another thing about Aristocats is it's not like well-produced animation-wise. Like yeah, it, it it's kind of janky. It, yeah, it just kind of seems like someone was working on a budget. Yeah. And those are our thoughts on Aristocats. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> Uh, all right. I, I mean, we have uh, we, we've have we done enough podcasts for people to not get mad at us. I, I really just don't have anything else to say. Can we talk about your hair? Sure, we can finish out with that. Sure. Okay. So Nick's hair, you know, during quarantine has gotten pretty long. He has luscious locks. I'm definitely, I definitely envy his hair. But if you might remember, we I tried to cut it in the spring. Is that when we did it? Outside. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. I cut his hair. I gave him no, a no, good it haircut. No, no. It was probably the the late summer fall-ish maybe i gave him a great haircut but it took too long right it, it was like, like three mm, hours <laughs> it was like so long but uh, i was just trying like, to do I was outside, a good job like, sweating in the sun like <laughs> shaking like it was just and people are doing their like yard work looking yeah. at me it was it was a bad experience that i never want to have again so we kept we were kind of talking about also like you cut like a quarter of an inch off. Like, yeah. like I came inside. I'm like, okay, great. So we'll do this again in a week. I, it's like, this is not that short. So, yeah. But it had gotten pretty long, you know? Oh, yeah. Since then, I mean, yeah. it's the longest. I mean, at that point, it was the longest I think it had ever been. Um, and, you know, uh, this, you know, if we're talking about the length that it was this week. Yeah. There, I mean, it's like I had long hair. It was like So weird. Nick's walking around in a huff yesterday morning and he's like, my hair is just, it's too long. And I'm like, babe, Because guys, try- I don't know if you know this, but like when you sh- wash your hair and you have long hair, it like never dries. Yeah, it's very frustrating. We know. Yeah. Um, God, my hair will, if I go to, to bed with wet hair, it will not be dry in the morning because my hair is so long. It's very frustrating. It's terrifying. And it feels so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nick was walking around. His hair was annoying him. I was like, babe, use a headband. I gave him a headband. He put it on. He looked pretty cool. I thought he looked cool. (laughs) But uh, it started to bother him. And he's like, I just want to cut it off. I want to shave it. I want to shave it. And I was like, let's just shave your hair right now. Let's do it. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we decided to do it on like a, what is it? A long um, clip. 
What so would I that have be buzzers, called? Yeah. And, and really, I shouldn't have even been doing it with these type of buzzers. But we had, and they had a lot of uh, attachments, and and there was one that was like a long attachment. And so it wasn't that short. It wasn't that short. I mean, and it was short, much shorter than it was, but like not like skin to the head yeah, it was at like, all. It, there was hair on my head. It was like half an inch. And Ashley was, did it for me, and she did a really good job. I did it for him. I did a really great job. And then, folks, and then after doing a really great job, I decided I wanted to clean up the edges, specifically around the ears. Now, here's a, this is where I know as a guy who has had a beard for a long time, and he has to shape his beard up every once in a while, like... I know that like when you try to get too particular with it and you're like, oh, you know, this side could use just a little. Oh, there's a little piece here that I could just. That's when you start getting into trouble because what happens is you try to shave that and you, to, you're overcompensating and then you go a little too far up. Yeah. Go, OK, I got to I got to even it out on the other side. Then you're on the other side and it's like, not exactly. It's a little too far up. And then all of a sudden your hairline gets out of control and you have to just shave your fucking face completely because you just can't salvage it. Well, I cut a bald spot in. So that's what happened with Ashley. She's like, well, let me just do, this looks great. Wow, look at me. I can't, well, let me just, you know what? I want to clean up this little area right here. And I was like, Ash? And she was like, I look up and she literally was just laughing. Just laughing. Well, it just shocked me that I cut a bald spot that quickly right in right in there. And I look and I go, oh God, Ash. And so I go and I look in the in the mirror for the first time. Because well, I'm, I'm like, surprised. babe, we can hide it. We can hide it. Well, I'm surprised, first of all, because I didn't see myself like, that it wasn't as short as I expected it to be. Because I asked Ashley, I go, do I look like, you know, like I'm some sort of like troubled youth with like, a, you know, a shaved head? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, so it must not be that short. And then when I looked in the mirror, I noticed the length of the hair wasn't that short. It was like, oh, this is kind of just like a like a crew cut, but like not that short. <laughs> but then I looked at the part that she buzzed, which was right above my ear, and it made me look, well, frankly, like Forrest Gump. <laughs> And I was a little thrown because this was a portion. Because the whole time I'm like, I don't care how, you know, it doesn't have to be that even. I wear a hat every day. This was a portion that would particularly not be covered up with a hat. In so, fact, the highlight edge might, I mean, the hat edge might highlight the bald yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. It's the only part you can see now instead of like the part I'm trying to hide. So I go, Ash, you got to. You got to fix this. And then she was like, well, I'll just do the other side. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I know how this goes. It's not going to work. You just got to go lower. You have to get a small, a shorter blade because now it'll just, it'll still be there, but it, it won't be as apparent uh, when the hair is, as, as it is when the hair is longer. And so, so we had to go down and she had to shave my head. And now I do look like a troubled <laughs> you. <laughs> it is a little too short. It is a little too short now. Um, you know, I think in two weeks it'll be fine. Put that hat back on. Put that hat back on. Uh, but I, it's nice to have you back. No, you like it. I do like it. You like it. You know, I didn't realize how much that hair was like really defining a whole vibe for it you. It was. <laughs> I, I, you said today I look thinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just look like you got your shit together yeah. again. Yeah. Well, it's just... um. It, it there was something about that hair it was changing me I, I wasn't myself i didn't know how to navigate and honestly the most is as i was saying before it's so uncomfortable to have it is hair. uncomfortable yeah it's kind of fun for like a second because you're like i could do some shit here you know i got some i got some ideas i can do some cool stuff with my hair i can slick it back i could uh, part it down the center i could do pigtails i could do a pony like there's fun stuff you can do and i get it as a lady that you'd want to do it I, uh, uh, it's not that fun but like waking <laughs> up and like fun. your hair is like in your face yeah and it's it sucks just, like, it's awful 
awful. It's awful. It sucks. What about mine is too long? I don't understand how people wear their hair long. I don't get it. I've, I have Google searched how to wear your hair, long hair down. Because I just bring it down and it feels so like, I don't know, gross. It's all touching my face. I'm going to shave my head. No. Okay? That's what we have discovered. No. I am going to shave my head next. I can't wait. See, I looked bad with long hair. You looked you look good with long hair. No, I don't think so. I look unkempt. Anyway, guys, that's keep, been the you, podcast. You keep your hair up most of the, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, because I want to keep it off my face. I get it, dude. I understand why you wanted to shave your head, and now I want to cut all my hair off. Can't happen. Only could be one baldy in this house. What about when it was like short? I used to have like a little pixie cut. That was cute. Well, we're on diets now. Once we all diet, it will look better with different hair. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Nick today, is, today's yeah. day one. We're not going to get into this today. Maybe we'll talk about it next week because we've actually made some progress. But Ashley and I like made like a real... When I shaved my head, I was like, it's over. It's over. It's time. So Ashley and I made a real pact to do the stuff that we need to do to get ourselves in shape. Slightly different diets, but... We will we'll check in next week about it. We'll let you know how we're doing, and uh, we're being very serious about it because I've gained a ton of weight uh, in quarantine. I don't know about Ashley; she always looks the same to me. But um, I know that I personally need to get it together because we are coming out of this pretty soon. <laughs> we are going to have to be in the workplace again and yeah. see friends again. And yeah, maybe we'll be wearing masks because the the world won't have changed that much. But gonna have to see people and they're gonna have to see these big fat breasts of mine and it's time that i shrink them a couple of cups ain't that right <laughs> and the way we're gonna do that is to stop eating peanut butter cups every day ain't that right ash that's right goodbye cvs candy aisle i will miss you <laughs> seriously goodbye pastries for no reason goodbye entomans poppums or stickums as ashley likes to call it mm, so good goodbye good. nannies um chocolate covered donuts that I would have every now and then. Yeah, sneaking those donuts. Um, all right, that's all we got. Yeah, I think, we, I think we've given you enough. <laughs> I think we've given you enough of our. Who are our you garbage. talking to? Just the folks who are begging for this, folks. You've had enough. Hey, you know what? It is a holiday. It's it President's, is President's Day. Day. You're fucking lucky. I was thinking we've all we have never skipped a podcast because it fell on a holiday. No, like we've had podcasts on numerous holidays that we've put out. Yeah, we do it all the time. That's a commitment. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.